She's a good house, just a little neglected, but with a little love and some TLC, she'll become a great house, far better than the others, and she'll make a profit for you and for me. And I'm flipping, house flipping, I'm house flip, I'm house flipping, flipping, I'm house flipping, and I'm flipping, house flipping, I'm house flip, I'm house flipping, flipping, I'm house flipping. This, this is the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Direct mail is the number one method myself and most other investors are using in today's market to buy discounted investment properties. And yellowletters.com is the company we use to get the job done for us. Not only are the folks at yellowletters.com expert marketers, but they are real estate investors themselves. So they understand exactly what you need to be successful in this business. Contact a rep at yellowletters.com today to begin working on a direct mail campaign that fits your real estate investment needs and budget. And mention the code HFHQ to get 10% off your next order. Need funding for your deals? Looking to take your current house flipping business to the next level? Anchor Loans is one of only two companies that we currently are using to get our house flipping deals funded. Whether you're looking to get partial or full funding, Anchor Loans has a program that will work for you. And if you are a seasoned investor doing a higher volume of deals, ask them about their line of credit program, something that we are currently getting started on as well. For more information, visit anchorloans.com and as always, mention my name, Justin Williams or House Flipping HQ so they know where you came from. Hey, hey, what's going on, my fellow house flipping fanatics? Hope you are all having a great week and crushing it in your house flipping endeavor. This past week has been pretty good for us. We put a couple more houses under contract and then another one that Vanessa just called me on right now. Um, and Kel, our new acquisitions assistant, is getting his feet pretty darn wet. He is failing forward pretty fast and pretty hard. So I'm really excited as he continues to grow to see what he is able to do for us to help us take our business to the next level. Also, this week, we started our Fail Forward Fast Beta Coaching and Implementation Program. In this program, I'm putting all the students through two weeks of intense training, one week of creating a action-packed plan, and then there'll be two weeks of some intense action taking as they fail and fall flat on their face and learn from their mistakes as they go. If you are wanting a higher level of accountability, group support, and coaching in your house flipping endeavors, you can join us on our next webinar, which you can sign up for at housefippinghq.com slash webinar, or you can email myself or Mark directly to get more details on our coaching and mastermind programs at mark at housefippinghq.com or justin at housefippinghq.com. 
All right, and with that, let's get flipping back to our episode with Kel, my new acquisitions assistant. This is part two of that interview. So if you have not yet listened to part one, you're going to want to go back and listen to the episode prior and then come back and finish off the interview. Let's do it. Okay, so I think I think we did talk about, I said, look, you know, as of right now, I haven't been doing direct mail with you because I want you to learn. So yeah. I think we talked about, okay, you'd made all these calls on Craigslist. You'd done all these things. You had a better idea. You were learning how to comp properties. And then I said, okay, now like maybe we'll start having you work more. So we're, what, what is our focus right now? I said kind of twofold, a twofold approach. Um, so we're kind of, I don't know if this is exact, exactly the answer you're looking for, but right now, <laughs> after we went to the gym, we went and oh, yeah. we went and had lunch. We went and had lunch and yeah, went driving for dollars. You're right. Let's talk yeah. about that real quick. Okay. So yeah, over lunch, it was kind of same deal, kind of just continued some things that were happening, some things you did, like uh, the website. And, um, and then when we went driving for dollars, it was very, you know, it was good because this is something that I love to do, just like in my day-to-day life, go look at houses. So, yeah. you know, it was fun driving around and looking, you know, uh, this neighborhood, Obviously, these people are doing some renovation work, and it's next to this house where it looks like it needs updating. You know, and it was good that you pointed out a few things, um, like oh, this this house is being sold. You know, who's that realtor? Things like that, or you know, this house is being rehabbed. You know, who's that construction uh, company? And and then we even you know rolled down the window and talked to them, and it was just good getting a feel for. Um, where we are locally and kind of what our options are and how we need to go about that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, so we're having you take a two step approach. I don't really know much about our local area, right? I've, I've never flipped a house, even that local. Yeah. And this is what I'd recommend to most new people. I would say start focusing, you know, number one, do like I had Kale do start calling people on Craigslist, start calling for sell by owners, start driving around and just making those connections because that's not going to cost you anything. It's how you're going to learn a lot. You're going to ask a lot of questions. So I want I want you to get um, really familiar with our local market. Yeah. Right. Let, let me add something in right okay. there. Just be like, um, I think this was really good. Something that Steven said, which is totally true, is when you do that, you then have something to talk about. Like he's yes. you know saying, and you you've said a few times like going up the networking ladder stuff like that. Yeah. Um, because that, yeah, at that point, even after, um, you know, those first few days and we went to the thing on Friday, um, Alan in the mastermind group, you know, I was talking to him and at least I had something to talk to him about, you know, it was only like a few days and, uh, you know, he was kind of like, oh, what are you doing? And I, I had something underneath my belt. I mean, it wasn't anything like successful or anything crazy. So yeah, I think that that was good that then I was driving for dollars. And then when I end up talking to agents, I can say, Hey, you know, this area or this is what's happening. And yeah. And, and people like building. going off of that. People like to work with and talk to doers. There's yeah, so many exactly. non-doers out there that look, no one talks about this publicly. No one's going to go up there and be like, talk to you at a meeting. Be like, Oh, you're not a doer. See ya. You know, they're not going to say that, but they're going to try to kind of cordially excuse yeah, themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> But that's fine. You know, first you got to get some basic education, then go take some action or people are going to see that they're going to see, you know, and eventually you learn and you start closing deals. And then you climb, like I said, that I've always said that networking ladder to the point to where you can network and talk to anybody, go out, really go out to lunch with people if you want, Um, which I don't even really do with people I know, (laughs) but no time. 
<laughs> so, so yeah, um, I, t- I called some agents though, like after, you know, that house you pointed out and they're like, Oh, that one's for sale. So I ended up going out on my own and looking at that area again and getting, um, building a list, driving for dollars. Um, and so then I talked to, what were we looking for when we were driving for dollars? You said you built a list. Yeah. So there were, we were looking for a few things. Um, mainly it was kind of, this area is unique because it's closer to the beach, kind of good, um, you know, some surf spots. So the area potentially could become pretty valuable in the near future. The the Um, dollars per square foot is much higher than if you're really far inland or somewhere else. So, yeah. So we were, there was somehow. There were some houses that had had some recent renovations and that were very nice houses. And then there were some that you could tell were original. You know, a lot of these people, you know, they probably, well, I, I know this is true because I've, I've looked at them and I talked to people, but they inherited the houses from their parents and, and they haven't really done any yeah, work like to 1950-ish them. Like 1950-ish houses, yeah, right? Yeah. So, so you could see that, obviously, you can see original windows or bad grass, or you can see if the owners aren't really taking care of it. Um, so I then, intentionally wasn't having you drive houses that were built in the last two or three years. Yeah, exactly. Neighbor, I mean, neighborhoods, I mean. Some of the yeah. houses were, but we weren't driving these new track home neighborhoods that were like 2008 yeah. houses. No. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we were, we were looking for you know, a good area that could pen- potentially have a lot of homes that need work. Um, and, and we were looking at, you know, some indicators like, you know, anything we could find just deferred maintenance or, you know, anything that really stood out. And, you know, obviously if it's a big lot, then maybe you could add square footage and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I taught you to look for small houses that have, well, first off we were looking for homes that could look vacant. Yeah. Um, or homes that needed a lot of work, look like they're in disrepair, not really well taken care of. Yeah. Um, then we also, on top of that, looked for homes that looked like we could add an incredible amount of value to yeah. them. Maybe it was on a, a larger lot and like an 8,000 square foot lot, with a 1,000 square foot home, yeah. uh, two bedroom, one bath type thing, or maybe even a 3-1 or something yeah. like that. Um, and we had you write down all of those uh-huh. addresses, right? So uh-huh. so we could mail to those. Now, I yeah. recently had someone in the mastermind group asking me, well, how do you know who all to write down? You know, for me we have a bigger budget mailing budget. So we were, we wrote down, I said, anything that looks like it could have potential, write it down. Let's mail it. Yeah. But you know, if your budget is a little smaller then be a little more selective at first. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that was good. And then I was able to, um, take that to the next step and, and figure out, you know, if it was an absentee owner, is this a rental property that obviously has deferred maintenance? And so it's probably not something they want to take care of or are they out of state? And so, um, I mean, I still mailed to everyone, but it was nice to kind of see those how, things. Well, how did you find out some of that information? If they were underwater? Um, or, I mean, you can find out if they have equity. You could find out if yeah, they're out of state. You can find out. How do you find that out? I don't, I don't know if there's other ways to do it. I, I'm sure there are, but I was uh, looking on real tax. Okay. So I was going there, and you can see the mailing address, and you can see some mortgage information. It doesn't just spell out equity, but you can get a good idea of kind of what's going on. And this is still things that you're you're learning, right? And we yeah. kind of had a not a debate, but a discussion between you, I, and Vanessa on: Do we mail to all these people? Do we only mail to people with equity? Do we, and I came we came to the conclusion: I'm like, okay, look, we did the work of driving. Yeah. We have the budget. We know all these houses look like they could have potential. Some people focus on short sales, right? Yeah. Some people focus on equity deals, 
And then you have, you know, some people who focus on subject two. So just for everyone at home, just to make it clear, a short sell would be someone who owed more than what it was worth. And okay, if we got that, then we could, you know, negotiate with their bank, or at least I have someone, I want to do it personally, but I know a, a realtor who does that and they could do that for me would be the buyer, right? Boom, put, take care of that. Um, if it had very little equity or had a little bit of equity, but maybe not enough to totally flip, but we could set up a subject to finance deal, um, then that would save us money and hard money costs. And we could potentially make that a flip deal because we had yeah. a little extra, we created a little extra margin there. Um, or you have the deals that obviously have the equity and then they just have the equity. So I thought, you know what? We're just going to mail them all. You know, Kill yeah. already drove these. Let's just mail all of them, right? Which is good because it goes back to what you always teach is it's just taking action and then we'll figure out what to do with them. You know, exactly. Like, okay. If these, if we get a response from somebody that's underwater, then we'll deal with it. Okay. Know? So what kind of, what did you mail them? Um, I mailed them, so I mailed them a yellow letter. This is something that you guys had done before. So I was kind of getting some feedback from, um, Vanessa, but <laughs> so yeah, it was just a yellow letter. I hand wrote a note and then left a uh, space for their name and their address. Um, and then I copied it. So it looked like it was handwritten and then I would go back and I'd write the name and the address on that. And then I would put that in an envelope and then hand address the envelope. Perfect. Okay. So how, um, how many did you send? Um, I set a little under a hundred. So I think okay. I, I got about a hundred on my list, but then as I was going through the process, which looking back, maybe I shouldn't have done this, but there was some, I don't know. There was some that they just bought their house, you know, it was like, yeah. or there was some things that stood out to me that it's like, ah, eh, maybe I won't just won't mail to this person. Yeah, mail to him anyway. Yeah, I I will now. But looking future, back yeah. at it, I was kind of narrowing it down a little bit. Yeah, but. just because it, we, you've already drove the house, you already qualified that it could add, we could add value to it. Um, yeah. You never know why someone just bought a house or transfer could have just been titled because they inherited it or yeah, yeah, you know whatever. So okay, yeah. cool. So okay, so you mailed just under a hundred. Did you? And how long ago was that? Like two weeks ago or a week and a half ago? Week yeah, half? I think so. About a week and a half ago. Did you get any calls? Yeah, um, I I got three calls. So the first one, um, we should I play got, that first call because it, it was a message. Maybe yeah. I'll have um, Archie have them edit plug it, it in, in here. Yeah, well, yeah. have have you guys put in now? Okay. <laughs> yeah, here it is. Ready? Go. Okay. Oh, that was great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the, yeah, the guy was mad. Um, I think he said something about me <laughs> mailing a letter to his girlfriend. Yeah, that was hilarious. You know, and, Why are you mailing uh, to my girlfriend? Which like, I don't know. It's kind of funny. I, why are you sending a letter to my girlfriend as if like you were sending her a love letter? I know, it's like, yeah. I want to buy your house. He's like, I'm yeah. really upset about it. Uh, call me. I have some questions. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. So I. Yeah. Did was, you call him? Did you call I, him back? I did. So I, I sent you because I did it through uh, Bumber. So it gave me like the audio in my email. So I sent that to you and Vanessa in you were like, are you going to call him? <laughs> you know, or like, what are you, what are you going to do? What's your next step? And, and I, I thought it was a good idea to call him just yeah. because I had nothing to lose. I mean, yeah. it's more exposure, more experience of me dealing with people and seeing. And how I they did react. too, but you'll notice I didn't tell you what well, you're no. going to call him, right? I yeah, wanted yeah. to know your thought process. Yeah. Yeah. Which was good. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a good idea to call him. I mean, see, Kel is why I love you. Everything I say, you say is good or good job. Or I'm. <laughs> see, that's why. That's why I hired you. 
<laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I just wanted, I thought worst case scenario, this guy, oh, what? okay, I'll go back to that. But yeah, worst case scenario, this guy just hates me and he yells at me and, you know, whatever. It's a phone call. Then I hang up and I go on to the next one, you know? Yeah. No big deal. That's that's what I'm getting paid to do, you know? Yep. So he didn't end up calling me back. I tried calling him twice. I left him a voicemail. I think I might have even sent him a text or something. But yeah, I didn't hear back from him. I think he was just pl- trying to play tough guy. Like yeah. To, but you might, you might hear back from him. That's the thing about this yeah. business. You're planting yeah. seeds. It's a snowball effect. Like over time, not only yeah. are you working with new leads, but you have older people calling you back. You know, this guy was ticked off. But you know what? He called you. Yeah, yeah. Something worked, right? And this and I actually I don't know if this really happened, but somebody told me I got the cops called on me. So I was driving around. <laughs> I like when I was driving for dollars, you know, obviously I'm I'm in a black car and I'm going slow and I'm like, my son <laughs> and you look on. you look like a total thug. Yeah, I know, yeah. So um yeah, somebody came out with their phone and took a picture of my license plate and then I had like other people stop me and ask me what I was doing. So anyways, I thought that was that was kind of funny. Once again, get- setting expectations, right? Like we're letting people know like, hey, you might get some calls. You, you <laughs> you might- plan on it. Just plan I have on to it. Talk to the cops. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, that was funny. Anyways, side note. Um, okay. So did you get any other calls? Yeah. And then I got two other calls. So one of the calls. Um, and that's so far. Yeah. This is a so- new mailing. Okay. Yeah. So that one of them. I don't know why my I'm still messing with uh, Vumber and Google Voice and figuring out like how to because there's a lot of different options there. So, yeah. anyways, it it just showed as a missed call, um, and then and I didn't notice it until an hour later. So I called him back, um, and some older gentleman answered the phone. I was like, hey, you know, I, I had a missed call, and he's like, oh, I don't know who called you. I didn't call you, and I was like, oh, does anybody own a home? you know, in this area. And he's like, ah, I don't know. Not that I know. He's like, maybe my son was over here. Maybe he was using the phone. So, um, and I tried to get in contact with them, but it didn't, I don't know. Maybe it was just a wrong number or maybe his son was trying to call me. So that's right. We'll, and that's why I said, try to answer the calls live. And yeah, you, you yeah. had your excuse about, you know, <laughs> yeah. Excuses. What, that I, what is something not working? Okay. Yeah. Bumper. Um, so there was that one. And then there was one good one that I had a few conversations with. So this, uh, this gentleman, he lived pretty close to the home, um, and he's owned it for, I think, at least like 14 years, um, and he has a few other rental properties. So um, I talked with him. I didn't do a good job <laughs> at all the first time I talked to him. Like after I hung up the phone, I realized there was like a ton of information that I should have got, and then I called Vanessa, and she's like, did you ask this? No. Did you ask this? No. <laughs> like, so that was a good learning experience, but I... Luckily, he was a nice guy and he was willing to talk to me. And so he when you called back, well, let's talk about what it really just kind of give us an idea. What are some of the things you said at first and what are some of the things you wish you said or you said when you called back? So my my note is pretty personal. It looks like it could be just like me and my wife are looking for a house and I want one in this area, you know, so he, I think that's but you what didn't say that you just no, said no. my name. I, I buy how, uh, um, yeah, my name's Kel. I, I'm interested. I can't remember. It was like, I'm, I'm interested, interested in purchasing your house at such and such. I can yeah. pay cash and close quickly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really short to the point. Yeah. Okay. So he called me and I said, I answered the phone. I said, Hey, this is Kel. Um, he said, Hey Kel, um, I'm calling. I got your letter. Are you personally looking for a home or like you and your wife looking for a home? And I was like, Oh no. Um, I work for a real estate investor. Um, and we're looking to purchase homes in your area. I said, are you interested in selling? 
Um, he said, oh, well, you know, I might be interested if you pay me a lot of money for it. And kind of chuckled yeah. a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, and I said, okay, well, what, what's a, said something like, what's a lot of money? And yeah. he, you're trying he, to get a number out of him. Yeah. And then he gave me numbers of like what was in the area. Yeah. He didn't tell you what he was selling his for. Yeah. Yeah. And of so course I, he mentioned the more expensive ones, right? Or, yeah. Or yeah. There was one that was down the street from him that was, you know, pretty, yeah, had a very nice renovation. So yeah. he, he mentioned one of those prices. So I said, okay, well, um, you know, I'm probably combining a few different phone calls, but, um, I was like, okay, well, I think with the same guy, with the yeah, same yeah. guy, though. yeah. So. I would be closer to know this dollar amount versus I think we we're like a hundred thousand dollars. Well, you're right. The first call, you didn't talk numbers. And yeah, I yeah. Told I, you, don't I, said, even... I said, hey, you got it. Like your goal is to always find out what he would take for the property. Yeah, yeah. So but then I I talked to Vanessa right after that, and she I wrote down like all of the things that she said I didn't get that I should have gotten, uh-huh. and then I called him back and I got all all those answered. Um, but yeah, a few different phone conversations with the guy. Um, and then after analyzing a little bit more, um, and kind of getting confirmation from Vanessa, then I sent him a written offer in the mail. Okay. So a couple things I do like something that you mentioned to me before is you mentioned something about CarMax. What was your CarMax analogy? He asked like, what do you do or whatever? Right. And just to kind of, I think help. I stole this from you though. I yeah, I think you I did too. That's why I like it so much. <laughs> 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 Anything that I can repeat that you said. I think I heard Bruce Norris say it or so I've heard other yeah, people. Yeah. Well, I, too, so. which I, that was a mental block for me when I was like listening to your podcast. I'm like, how is this possible? Like how do people like, you know, how do people sell their homes at this price? You know, but it was great analogy, you know, is like people that go to CarMax, you know, you can go to CarMax and you can sell your car, you know, with a matter of hours or whatever yeah. versus which if is I how gonna- I sell all my cars. Either. I mean, not, not just the CarMax, but all of the traded in like, yeah. I'm never I'm not a car person. I am not going to go fix my car. Get it all, you know, spiffy yeah, get tires, get it detailed Yeah, and- to make an extra, you know, few hundred thousand dollars, which percentage wise is the same thing we're looking for in houses. Yeah. Sure, it's a bigger price tag, a bigger number, a bigger discount overall, but but not percent percentage wise, it's pretty relative actually. Yeah. But I'm not a car person. I don't know much about cars. I don't care. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with the hassle. I want to be done. Yeah. I want to focus my time on on other things. Yeah. So I, I did have that conversation with him because he's like, well, he's like, I'm assuming if you work for an investor, I mean this guy's a smart guy. He's seemed like he knew what he was doing but he's like obviously if you work for an investor you're not going to be able to give me like what this house just went for down the street you know and i was like yeah you know you're probably right we're like car max you know if you wanted to sell your car then you'd have to do some stuff to it you know detailed new tires and then sell it maybe a few months from now so we're the same with houses you'd probably have to do a few things you know and then i pointed out things that i noticed were wrong with his house because i driving for dollars you see their house but without and, totally offending him right I mean, yeah yeah but yeah. i was like yeah maybe you know new paint or you know the grass yeah, yeah. well, so well, well you pointed out i think you pointed out the fact that we'll just take it as is yeah uh-huh no hassle you get cash you're done yeah quick and easy yeah. um no commissions no nothing right we're, we're yeah. it is what it is right make it simple simple yeah. and easy so um so with I don't the tenant know. would take the tenant too yeah, yeah. So right. I don't know. Maybe something will happen later on down the line. I mean, obviously, he called us and he was interested enough to have a few conversations. Yeah. So I sent him a written offer. Well, wait, let's talk a couple numbers. What? Um, first of all, he didn't give you a number at the beginning. How did you get that number out of him on the second call? 
Okay, so I was saying, you know, I was doing a little bit of research, um, and I noted, which this is totally true, I noticed that prices were all over the place, because some had, you know, a lot of square footage, or, you know, and like had a view, or, so I said, they're all over the place. I don't know, I don't know what your house is worth. Do you know what it's worth? What would make sense for um, you to sell it at? And I think you heard Michael Quarles probably talk about this, too. A little bit. Anyway, I think if, yeah. a lot of the things you're saying, I think you've heard on podcasts. Yeah, I have. Or, I've, yeah, got them from other places. Um, I don't like my own material. Marco Quarles, illoaders.com. <laughs> He's our sponsor. They're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I kind of used that technique, and I kind of ended up getting the idea that he would take around 700000 after talking with him. Um, and I think we needed to be closer to I think it was like 615 to be really confident that we will, would be able to purchase the home yeah so and so you um he mentioned 700 I think you kind of threw out around 600 yeah, or so yeah, verbally just to kind of get an idea and of course you know we haven't come to an agreement yet but you just talked to him a few days ago and so yeah. now you sent him a written offer and you know next time his tenants don't pay their rent or if he, yeah, just, he did mention that, that they do, he's like, they don't water the grass and they don't, you know, they don't yeah. always pay. And so you know. guaranteed Kel, 110% guaranteed that this guy is having a little bit more of a headache than he's making it out to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think so. His, he's not going to show all his cards up front. We always think, Oh no, this is all he'll take. No, he'll take look. time. My friend, Ryan Scala, who's been on the show always says time and circumstance um, will change the minds of all sellers with, yeah. with time and circumstance, right? So over time, it wears on him. He's like, oh, I don't want to deal with this. Circumstances yeah. might change, whether he's not getting paid, someone's getting ruined, he might be getting code violations. Who knows? We don't know, Yeah. right? Um, and he, our option is a better option because otherwise he has to evict the tenants, which most people don't really know how to do. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they might live rent free for a few more months. Yeah. Uh, they might destroy the place when they go. Uh, then he has to fix up the place, which most people don't have contractors that work for the price as we do. They're, cause they yeah. don't know. They're just paying the r- random guy and paying them retail. And mm-hmm. um, then after holding costs, uh, commissions, closing costs, which most sellers aren't really that familiar with, all those expenses, uh, you know, Maybe he'll end up making a little bit more. He might end up about breaking even. But what is his time worth? You know, once yeah. you include his own time value, the effort and energy and hours that he put into that. Yeah. You know, it's really is a huge win-win. Um, it's, yeah. I don't know. You know. I hear people talk about, yeah, I stole that. But, you know, that's not usually the case, at least in yeah. my experience. Don't get me wrong. Some wholesalers have hold, sold me properties recently for very fat fees that they've made um, <laughs> yeah. and good for them. But it's not usually the case, you know, well, and, and the few, I mean, I'm not very experienced, obviously, but the few people I have talked to and they have given me numbers. Yeah. I know that they're not going to sell them for what they're, what they're throwing out. I for mean, sure. I looked at the comps and, and he, if he wanted 700 for it today, I highly doubt he would get 700 for it. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And even if he did, that would not be his net. Yeah. Yeah. If he were to get an offer at 700, after everything was said and done, I mean, after all his, anyway, it just wouldn't be what he, he would get. And it would be way down the road and he'd have a bunch of other incurred fees and expenses and maybe he's paying them. I don't know. I don't know if he has mortgage or not. But anyway, bottom line, it, it's a huge win-win. Now, 
Steven, you know, he just got another deal last week. Guy's on fire, right? Yeah, so jealous of him. <laughs> <laughs> he sent you an email kind of giving you some of the feedback of him working with the seller. What did they want at first? They wanted like 130, right? I don't know yeah. if you remember the details. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm trying to pull it up. No, email, that's fine. He wanted, they wanted 130. And then um, I think he threw out like, he said, okay, well, I can either do 100,000 with terms or nine. I can do 90, yeah. 100,000 with terms or I can do 90 cash or so. Anyway, something like that. I'm just kind of giving an idea. Yeah. And um, anyway, it, it got to the point where they, at first they said terms. But then later on, they had other people involved, too, and they said just cash. But then it just kind of got to the point where they were willing to take much less than what they originally yeah. said that they were sounded like they were somewhat yeah. firm on. So, well, um, I loved his conversation, too, because he was talking about like building rapport with, uh, you know, that, that gentleman and his wife and like how afterwards they really, you know, it was comfort for them. Yeah. So I thought that was a cool conversation. And the other guy that we bought the house from now is mowing the lawn for free. Because he just wants to. I think yeah. he wants to get out of the house or so. Anyway, he has. Yeah. Anyway, okay. All right, off, getting <laughs> off track a little. Okay, so what? Okay, so we talked about those calls that you got and how we handled those. So you submitted an offer. What kind of offer did you submit? So first, you kind of mentioned something verbally. He didn't sound too interested. Then you sent something in the mail, or was it an email? People ask me these detailed no, questions. All I, the time. I sent it in the mail. Um, I don't know. I guess like if I had his email, I probably would have done both. But yeah. um, I didn't have his email. So. There's more than one way to skin a cat. You know yeah. me. I'm always think less, do more is what I always say. Yeah. Think less, do more. Fail for it fast. Just do it. Whatever comes yeah. to your mind, do it. Yeah. Since it, Unless I, it's going to lose you $100,000 and yeah, don't do that. I, but sending an offer in the mail or email or calling him, none of that is going to lose you money. We, we just have this fear of doing stuff. But yeah. people are successful in all of these ways, guys. Yeah. It's not just that there's only one way you can do it. Do do what you think is best for you and your personality. I know some people who make offers without ever talking to the person at all and they buy houses. I know some people who only like to make verbal offers and then they'll make a maybe make an offer if they need to or they'll just go straight into escrow. I mean, it's yeah. it's all across the board. So do whatever comes to your mind, whatever you feel most comfortable with. That's what you should do. So go ahead. I'm sorry. So yeah, I, I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, well, this guy, I mean, it's pretty close to my office, so... I could easily drive down there and give him this in person. If he was more motivated, I probably would have. Yeah, exactly. If he was motivated, yeah, you you hang up the phone, you go meet with him right there, yeah. you sign the contract. Boom. I think it would it would have built rapport, and I was thinking, I don't know, maybe it'll help uh, in the long run. But he didn't seem too motivated, so I was like, okay, I'll just send him. Throw in the mail, and you still can yeah. call him later. Yeah. He's not yeah. gone, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's what was good about like how the conversation went is, I mean, he didn't hate me or anything and I feel like I could call him up and talk to him and you know say hey you know what's the market looking like in your area or something for sure know? so you sent the letter was it a one-page contract yeah so I sent um a cover letter kind of breaking down what we talked about previously on the phone and kind of an overview of what we do and why we're doing it and stuff um and then it was really simple it was like Seller's name, buyer's name, escrow, title, signature. Yeah, and I think that's the same contract we have in the mastermind group that we use, right? Yeah. So um, very simple to the point. Okay, yeah. boom. So you sent him that. What's your plan for following up with this guy? Um, I'm I'm trying to figure out, this, this I guess, this question for you. If I should mail him again, which I'm leaning towards yes, probably mailing him again. And then I was going to call him maybe like a month from now. 
Okay. Well, I, I was about to say, what do you think we should do? But I think you just kind of said it. Yeah. So I want to, I was thinking, so you yes, tell me I what will, you're going I'll, to do and I'll just either yeah. confirm or tell you you're totally wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was that one thinking, time? yes, we will mail him and I'm going to call him in a month from now. Okay. Um, I would call him first to see if he got your off. Well, you Please. know, like you said, he's not incredibly motivated. So that's a little different. Um, I think that's fine. I would probably call him in about three weeks. Okay. But you know, your a month is fine. Like it's not, it's fine. Whatever. Right. Um, okay. So let's move on here. What else do we have you doing now? So you, that was your first driving for dollars. Then you mailed those people kind of around the same time I had you do some other mailings, right? Yeah. Um, so we're doing a few different mailings. Um, one of them is every door direct mail, which from what I understand about it, it's, doesn't have the highest response rate, but for the cost, it's pretty good um, because you can get it because you're doing a, an entire mail route. You can get it. I can't remember the prices off the top of my head, but basically it's like half of what. Yeah, I think it was like half and you get like a really nice. Yeah, it was. an. I mean, it's nice. It's pretty big postcard. Like um, oversized postcard. Yeah. So it's um, pretty cheap and it just goes to everybody, which is good in my opinion. I don't know. We'll see if it pays out this way. But then, you know, different people with different motives can get that. You know, maybe they get a house from probate or maybe they're a realtor. Or maybe, I don't know, they're somehow involved that they could call us yeah. based on that also. You did a really good job of designing that, by the way. Good job. Oh, thank you. I like how you just did it. I love that. And then I was able to see it say, sounds good. Looks good. I yeah. am not like, oh, no, change this. No, it's like, yeah, yeah if I have yeah. feedback, I will give it to you. But Which is, yeah, which is interesting because in one of my previous jobs where I did like graphic design type of work, it would take so it would take like months to get oh, anything man. printed because no. everybody would be like, you need to change this word to say this. And then oh my somebody, gosh. you know, it's like, <laughs> everyone's so that was got nice. an opinion. Like. Yeah. I try to hire people who I think are competent, get yeah. it done. You know, you could ask me, but then you're like making me think. Yeah. And that takes time and energy and effort and exhaustion. Like, I'm like, you think about it. You figure it out. Yeah. Well, then, you, yeah, like I said, you could take a month just figuring out like, what are we going to mail yeah, or how get is it, it out there? Look get and, it out. And then we can adjust from there. And what's interesting about uh, direct mail is this isn't, you know, this isn't the end all be all. It's like, okay, we're going to send this one. We can send a different one next week. Exactly. So we exactly. Can it. That was my thought process. So we had, okay, so you did the driving for dollars mail and mm -hmm. then I had you do every door direct mail. I said, hey, let's yes. hit the local area and then also let's hit one of our other main areas, um, yeah. every door that we buy a ton of houses in. So I, yeah. that was more focused. It wasn't yeah. just like absentee with 40% equity in this area. I mean, yeah to where you can hit a bigger area, right? We hit yeah. smaller areas. We had to pick a few mailing route, routes, routes, whatever. Routes, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and really focus that in. Um, yeah. so, so that's good. And that's going to help us kind of get to know, like you said, more people in our local area. That one was a little more, not quite. So in your face, I want to buy your house cash now, right? It was a little more. Yeah. Uh, yeah I changed the message message a little bit because I did know that it was going to go to people that didn't have a house they wanted to sell. I wanted it. I wanted it to kind of appeal to, like I said, realtors or Just other people. Just kind of get our name out there a little more. Get that number out yeah. there at least. Brand, I mean, we, yeah, yeah, a little bit of brand marketing. A little bit for now. Yeah, we might get into that more later. Um, I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but I'm thinking about like holding events with 
Um, yeah, and this is something I've wanted to do. You've probably heard me talk on the podcast, but I haven't gotten to it because I'm so busy. Yeah. Eventually, as you get to know people in the area, and I feel like, you know, you, you, you know, actually know what you're doing. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more. I'll have you reaching out to brokerages and agents and sending them, you know, maybe even invitations to events, maybe at my house or, or somewhere, just networking events, just bringing people together and me hosting that and then kind of letting them know a little more about what I do, but then also get to know each other and have dinner or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but so my goal is to kind of start to get that out a little bit like, hey, we're serious, kind of really get a strong foothold yeah. in the local areas because guys. In this business, you got to learn the basics, right? You got to start out learning the basics, learn from others, see other successful people, collaborate with others, you know, whether it's a mastermind group or whatever. And then you want to really niche it down. Now, you can do that in two ways. You can do that by really getting to know your local area and opportunities in your area or really getting to know a specific niche. I'm not just talking about direct mail or online marketing or bandit signs. But what works for you and how you do that? You know, Steven is doing this really well. He took massive action and a lot of things. And now he's starting to niche it down to what he's seeing works well for him. And he's focusing more on those things, which is multiple things still, but really focusing in on those. So that is our goal uh, here as well. If I know the local market better than anybody or Kale knows it better, if he knows you know, we talk about where can we, right? Kale, you've been learning about building and how yeah. can I, then you're going to see those opportunities, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, like in San Clemente, for example, what what are the rules like with building that you mentioned to me? Well, I mean, I'd, I'd have to get more educated on this, but just when I was driving for dollars, I, you know, if there was a project going on, I'd pull over and talk to him and say, hey, are you the owner? Are you an investor? Or talk to the general contractor. Like, do you do a lot of work or this is what we're doing? Um, and I got some good answers to all those questions. And one of the guys, he said that he's actually flipped a few homes himself. He's a general contractor, and I was like, oh, you know, I've been thinking about adding square footage to some of these homes that um, we're potentially going to buy. What does that look like? How hard is that? You know, because he lives in our area, and he yeah. works in our he's area. He's going to know all the codes. He's going to know yeah. the rules. He's going to know what the red tape, yeah. what the things we don't know. So, yeah, it was kind of interesting. He said that basically you put up sticks that where you would build so that your neighbors can see, you know, that that's kind of your plan and what views it would block because, I mean, we're in a beach area where, you know, Ocean some views. views yep. yeah. um, so he was basically saying you leave those sticks up and then you send out, a, I think you send out a notice and say, hey, on this date we're going to meet about this property. And then, you know, if I think so many people reject it, then they don't go through with it. But he was saying in his experience, every time he's done it, he's never had it canceled. He said nobody even comes to the meetings. Yeah. And I told you if we do buy any houses like that, the idea would be we have kind of two exit plans, right? I said, yeah, hey, yeah. we can flip it without having to do this, but I'm but, willing to yeah. maybe take a little smaller of a margin with the chance of having a big fat margin of adding all that value, right? Yeah. Yeah, that will be cool. I, I'm excited to kind of see those possibilities, you know, and then learn more about it and see what happens. Because, yeah, the end with the whole driving for dollars, I was looking for a lot more than probably just your average person was looking for right. driving for dollars because we have a lot of possibilities. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, you and I, you went and looked. I'm not going to get too much detail about this specific home because um, we're still in negotiations on it. But yeah. you went with me to look at another higher end home uh, yeah. just Saturday, wait, Friday. Yeah, it was just Friday. Friday, just a couple days ago. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we found out that one of the neighbor's house um, 
you know, some of the back of their hill slope. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. they lost some of the back of their slope, uh, back of their hill. Like, um, and it's because the guy said it was because they overwatered or whatever, right? Yeah. But bottom line is, like, my goal for driving for dollars and you getting familiar with this area is to know the area better than anybody, to know, okay, this area sells for this. Yeah. Adding square footage here does this. This is how you do it. This is our contractor. This is how much value we can add. Bing, bang, bomb. Exactly. And like that gives you the edge. If you know the area guys better than anybody, you either going to know not to pay that much or you're going to know where you can push it. I hear people all the time saying these guys are buying houses at really thin margins and it's just ridiculous. I'm like, well, are they making money? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay. They know something you don't know. They know exactly. the area better. They know the repairs better. Uh, maybe they know the ARV better. Something. They know something better than you. So it's your job to either really get to know that area really well, or you got to really get a really good niche. You know, like like Ryan Scal has talked about the list that he mails to, that has several layers. That works for him, and I can't tell you what is going to work for you in your area because I've heard certain people say in their specific area this works for them like this. Then other people, it works differently. It depends on you yourself, your resources, how you handle with people, how you talk to people. It depends on, um, you know, just the general area, like what people are doing in that. You know, there's so many things involved. I, you can't just pinpoint it for every specific person. So you got to yeah. test things out, fail forward fast, take that action, and and make it work. So and you're never losing anything because during this whole process, I, yeah, I haven't got a deal yet, but I've learned so much. Like, and and at least I have something to talk about. You know, when I talk to a realtor, I can name a certain area and know about that area or what's going on. So I think that's very valuable. It's just getting something underneath your belt. Yeah, it's huge. It just makes it sound like you know a little more about what you're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. So. Okay, so we, we've had you do uh, the driving for dollars so far. We've had you do some of the uh, every door direct mail, which is done through like the the post, post office. Up. Yeah. Like how do yeah. people go about doing that? So I know that they, they do have a few different uh, – if you look on the post office website, there are certain printing companies that are affiliated with that specific um, way to mail. Um, so if you go on there, then you can choose one of them and go on that website and then they will basically do all of it for you. You pay a little bit more, but it's totally worth it. Yeah. Because you don't have to pay for the printing or the, the work to do it. So it's very simple, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. you designed it and boom, done, right? Yeah. It's a, like, well, initially I was using the wrong web browser. So that hold me back. Tell, tell, me tell, back. save everybody a few hours. You know, okay, I, I paid Kel. A few hundred bucks to figure this out, guys. Okay, yeah. so here you go. Here's a freebie. So, so if you're <laughs> Along with a thousand other freebies we give every day. If you're using a Mac and click to mail does this with the post office. So if you're using those two things, do not use Safari. Use Firefox. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so so there after you go. I figured that, I mean, it was a total of like three hours. I designed it and then it was like, they because they bundle it and they have all the machines to just get it done and out of the way. You pay like $60 more, but for me to bundle uh, things in groups of 50, like over, you know, 5,000, it just doesn't seem worth it. I think that $60 is a pretty good price to pay for that. Awesome. So with every door direct mail, it's like you have to mail to the entire route and they give you that discount because they don't have to sort it. It's just 
they're putting in every single room and that's why you get so much junk mail right because <laughs> people yeah. are doing we're doing what these mass marketers are doing yeah. But I think you said if it's under 5,000 with each mailing, you don't have to get this license or something yeah, like that, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. You can do 5,000 a day. I yeah, think if you do more than that, then you have to buy like a license or something. I didn't look too much into it because okay. it didn't seem like it was relevant. But. So you're basically simplifying. You're paying half the amount um, to hit twice as many people, but you probably won't get as many big of a response either. We don't know. We're testing it out, guys, just like we mentioned before. And we're focusing on areas that we are familiar with where we've bought lots of houses, um, where we really want to hit those areas really hard. We want to be the guys in those areas, right? And then we'll continue yeah. to expand if it works well. We'll keep expanding it as we continue to test. Yeah. Then I've had you do some more absentee uh, mailings yeah. too, right? Yeah, because so we were when we were thinking about it, we we're like, okay, we're doing every door direct mail, but yes. we're not going to hit the owners of those homes we're probably going to hit like some rentals yeah so let's mail to absentee owners so i wanted you to yeah hit the absentee owners in those areas as well yeah which that was good because i also kind of tailored it more the message to them and i said hey i want i it specifies their name yeah um and then it says their address and it goes to them so awesome okay cool um okay great and then coming up here, like, so these are kind of some testing mailers I'm having you do as you are going to get more experience taking calls um, and and learning how to, you know, how to handle these conversations. And then over time, here pretty quickly, we're going to be working with Michael Quirles at yellowletters.com uh, and be just doing, just doing a ton of mailing. Uh, I'm going to do a ton. And uh, my goal sense. is to just know, okay, how much is it costing us to buy a house and just pump it out and then have Kel taking those calls. And eventually over time, hopefully we'll have like a VA or an assistant or someone working part-time under him. Or yeah. if it's a VA, it'll be full-time, different assistant part-time, you know, because VAs are a lot less expensive, generally speaking. So yeah. And when I say VA, I'm talking about like overseas VA for the record, because a VA is, you know, essentially anybody who's virtual, right? Yeah. I guess you're a VA, right? In a way. <laughs> yeah, so. I guess so. One of the other things I want to point out is Kale, this is kind of backtracking, but I knew Kale had sales experience. First of all, you know, we're, we're both, um, and we're both Mormon. So we've both served missions. So I knew Kale had experience knocking doors, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and talking to people. I knocked gates, but yeah. What was it? You what? You knocked I what? I knocked gates. <laughs> yeah. Where did you, where did you serve? Jamaica. In Jamaica. Okay, great. Jamaica has a bobs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the bobsled team? I, I didn't, unfortunately. Uh, darn. Okay. So I knew that he had a lot of experience with rejection, to tell you the truth. And then he was doing, he has experience in sales since he's been back. So that was huge to me. Knowing that someone has experience with rejection, that right along, coupled with being willing to take constructive criticism, boom. And the fact that he'd listened to my podcast, that, that right there and the motivation he had and the desire, that was good enough for me. Okay, so I know that's backtracking a little bit, but just as you guys are looking for assistance and things like that, um, they don't have to have all of these things. With Vanessa, she had her realtor's license and she had some experience in that. So I knew she knew. So she knew some of the things Kel didn't know and then Kel has some experience. You know, it's just, but go for something. You know, don't hire somebody who doesn't have any sales experience, any real estate investment. You know, get something. Otherwise, you're going to do a lot of training, right? Yeah. So, um, all right, Kel. Well, what what else, man? I mean... What is okay? Let's talk a little bit about this. is good, This is a pretty long interview, so we're gonna we'll break it up into two. But most of us like to talk. So yeah, but <laughs> the people listening 
to me saying, we'll break it up in two. You already listened to number two. So anyway, all right. So Kel, how has working with me been? You know, the first week I didn't give you a lot of feedback at all. I said, go fall on your your face. I don't have time to be there. I knew it was going to be a rough couple days, honestly. And I, I think it was still okay for you because you were still excited enough. Yeah, yeah. To where it wasn't too horrible. Yeah. But I was like, I can't go through all this beginning stuff with him. Right? Yeah. So a couple days, we just let you fell on your face, like learn all the stuff you didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. Gave you some of the resources, the mastermind group, the the web, whatever webinars we had you listen to. Yeah. And then uh, Vanessa worked with you like an hour a day as you continued yeah. to fail, started to do some driving for dollars. I talked to you eventually at the gym. Yeah. We're having you do more mailings. Um, but what has my OK, every day, what do we have you do at the end of the day? Uh, I do an end of day report where I say these are the things that I did today and then a brief overview of what I'm planning on doing the following day. Okay. So first it was what you were doing. And then I said, okay, what now I want to hear your plans. And now I want you to add to that, Kel. Mm -hmm. Um, just basically like, what are you learning? Like kind of the same about what you plan on doing and you kind of are doing this already, but I want the focus to not be, I'm doing this and I'm going to do this. I want it to be, this is what I'm finding this. Once again, I want you to get that cognitive thinking going yeah, you kind of come up with what you think should happen and then we can give feedback accordingly. Okay. So, okay. but having that been said with these daily emails, um, and at first I didn't respond a lot, but now that you know a little more, it's almost like you're climbing the networking ladder with me. Isn't yeah, that strange? Yeah. It's interesting. I huh? feel important. <laughs> I actually respond to you sometimes now <laughs> because I know that you've, okay, you've kind of learned a little bit on your own. It's worth kind of talking about some of these things. You're actually going to understand what I'm saying. So, what are what is some of the feedback I've been giving you though? Have I been like super nice? No, I actually think we should record every conversation because you're nicer on recorded conversations. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, yeah, some of the feedback has been like pretty funny. Um, like one of them. Oh man, I don't, I I think I grabbed it, but I don't remember where it is. Um, but basically, I asked a question. It was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like, do you guys think that's good? Or like, you know, I just had like a lot of like. I would bullet points of what I was going to. And then it was a question at the end of it. Yeah. So I think I had like at least three of those. <laughs> and then yeah. like your comment on the back was like, don't ever ask me a question that you <laughs> like, that you should know the answer to. Like, I don't want to have to think for you. Basically. <laughs> Unless you want to pay me, then I'll yeah, think yeah. for you. And I charge a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> so it was good. It was good to, cause yeah, I mean, I did all of them. I knew the answer to, and it was kind of like, I already had an idea. It was kind of, I don't know. What was funny, Kel, on one of them? It's like, so yeah, you're right. You've known the answer to all these things and you keep asking and I'm like, quit asking. Like, just tell me what you're going to do, what your plan is, what you think you should do. Yeah. And then there was one thing though, that you gave me the answer and I was like, what? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was was probably the, the best constructive criticism that, yeah. So yeah, there was one where, um, it was a for sale by owner. It was by the house that we looked at on Friday and you told me, hey, there's a for sale by owner. I want you to run the numbers and let me know what you think. And so I don't know why, but I was just, I was like, okay, he, he's like testing me on how I'm evaluating property. So he just wants me to know them. He just wants to hear my numbers. So I was assuming like he sent it because obviously Vanessa is more important than me. I was like, oh, he sent it to Vanessa and then they'll kind of like, they'll do like, it seems if it's important, they'll do the work you know? No, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, here are my numbers. And I sent him back and he's like, 
okay, do you think any more, you need to take any more action on this one? And I wrote back, no, I don't think, <laughs> think I need to take any <laughs> well, more action. I think action. I followed up with you before on that because I didn't hear about it. I said, so what's, you know, what's happened with this house or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And I think I just gave you the numbers. Or yeah. Something. And, and then, you, then you're right here. Yeah. You said, yeah, I don't think I need to take any more action. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I was just looking back on it. I, I was just dumb, just a dumb mistake. And like, what did I say to you? You're like, why, why wouldn't you need to take any more action? Like, did you write, did you give them an offer? Like, what did you do? Yeah. Uh, and so immediate, I think it was that day. How did you feel? I just want to know how you felt when you got that email. No, I, I felt it was good because it took me, it was almost validating. I think it sounds weird when I say that out yeah. loud, but it was validating because it was like, Hey, you're capable of making offers. I love like, Kale. I love, see, that's why I love your attitude. 90% yeah. of people would have been like butthurt and started crying. Well, I mean, then... I did feel dumb. Don't yeah. But that's okay though. You yeah. know, you felt dumb, but what you did with that is what's yeah. so important because yeah. you're, I mean, it's just, you're going to feel dumb at times when we yeah. make mistakes, we're gonna feel dumb, but it doesn't matter. It's what yeah. we do from there. So. so, so I had this like block of like, okay, well I can't like make any offers or I can't do anything because like, obviously I'm new and it, like then I could screw something up. I'm like, so I'm doing these end of day reports and I'm giving them all the information. So if something's like needs to go to the next level, then they'll tell me, Hey, this is the next step. Or they'll be like, Oh, we'll take it from here. You know, if it's, if it was like, Hey, this is a good deal. I was just like in my mind, I was like, Oh, Vanessa will like make an offer and then they'll like, let me know what, <laughs> what happened. So it was nice to like, hear you be like, Okay, well, did you make an offer? I was like, oh, it kind of all clicked. And it's like, yeah, that's the reason I'm doing all of this. I need to actually, like, I need to be out there and I need to be making offers. I need to do anything and everything I can to buy houses. That's yeah. why I'm hired. So. So, so what did you do from there? Um, I, th I can't remember. I get my days mixed up. But I think it was that day um, that we were going to go look at that house that yeah. was nearby. So this I was, drove. Yeah, this was Thursday when I sent you the email. And then the next day we're going to go look at the house. And yeah. Yeah. So then that on, on Friday I went and I drove that area. Um, and I saw the house and it was in a great location, pretty, uh, I, it was just perfect. It was something I would have wrote down if I was driving for, it dollars. was perfect for us being able to add yeah. value Toy yeah, yeah. original pink exactly. kitchens. Yeah. And pink so, bathrooms, yeah. so yeah, there was a for sale by owner sign up front. Um, it had like a flyer and there was a guy in the back and I tried to talk to him and he wouldn't say a word to me. It was it. It was the guy's roommate. Um, and so I ended up calling as I was driving away and the guy said, Hey, if you can be here in less than 10 minutes, I'll show you the house right now. So I turned around, I was there in like four minutes and um, went and looked through the house, had a conversation with him about what offers he had received up to that point or, you know, obviously I can see what work needed to be done and stuff like that. So I gave him... What was I, he asking? Um, on the paper said 800000 Yeah. Um, but he told me that the highest, best number that he got was an offer at seven fifty with... Uh, eight grand uh, earnest money deposit. And what's interesting, when I went and talked to them, you know, a week before, or a few days before, yeah, his roommate was like, he's firm on 800, not taking any, so already from talking to you, we were down 50 That's, grand. Yeah, yeah. So boom, and just this, like that. This is the definition of a motivated seller. Like this guy needs to sell his house, uh, some health issues, so he wants to sell his house, and, and time is very important. 
Yeah, well, so, he might he might not live that much longer. You said, right? Yeah. I mean, he yeah. has cancer, and uh-huh. which is unfortunate, but he needs. Um, he doesn't want his kids to have to deal with it. He probably doesn't want it to go through probate, which is a huge yeah. mess. He said those two things. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, he needs a cash buyer, someone who can close quickly. And once again, it's not us taking advantage of people; it's us helping people solve. Um, yeah. Their problems. Which, it's good that you say that because I I said basically that same thing i asked him i was like so would we be adding value by the fact that we could do this faster then because this guy that wanted to buy it for 750 it would take him at least 45 days he and said he's gonna have to get a loan approval and go through yeah. the process he might fall out he might not really buy it yeah yeah so all of that and i was like hey you know if i can if, if i can offer you somewhere you know probably lower than that but if i could do it faster would you be interested he was like, yeah, I, I would be. I think in his, I didn't know for sure what the value was. Because when I looked at it before, it's kind of an interesting area. Because it's, I mean, by the beach is just, I'm very, still. Uh, it's very eclectic, yeah. Yeah, I need to learn more there. And that, I love that, Kel, what's good is bad and what's bad is good. The fact yeah, that it's yeah. hard to figure out once we figure it out, once you figure it out, um, we'll have a, a huge upper hand on any other outside investor, right? Yeah. Because we know the area. So. Yeah, so I, I knew I knew that time was very valuable. So as soon as I was driving away, I mean, you and I were going to look at a house, and so I knew I wouldn't be back to the office for a while. So I said, hey, Vanessa, I looked at this before. This is kind of the information I have. Um, can you help me out and let me know where you think we need to be so we can give this guy maybe an offer today? Because he wants, you know, obviously time is important, so we need to act as fast as possible. And so, I mean, Vanessa's great. She she did all, all that. And then when we were done, I called her back and she gave me what she thought. And then I went back to the office and um, I did a little bit more research. And then I wrote him um, an offer. Well, I no, I called him and I told him what Vanessa and I had talked about and what we came up with. And he seemed kind of offended. Okay, so you want me to talk numbers of that? That's fine. I don't care. So, yeah, like he, like I said, he was asking, originally asking for eight, and then he got an offer at 750. Um, and we felt that we would have to purchase the home for like 615 in order for it to make work, to, in order for it to work for us. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of told him the ballpark where we needed to be over the phone, and he kind of seemed offended. And he's like, yeah, there's no way I would ever take that. Um, and, and so after that, I just wrote him, um, an offer and put it in the mail. Yeah, you're exactly right. And then the truth is like, yeah, he says that now, but guess what? Before they wouldn't take anything under yeah. eight. Yeah. And if I would have thrown out seven fifty, they would have been offended. Yeah. Time and circumstance will change, you know, the minds. Now he says he has an offer at seven fifty. Number one, we don't know if that's true. Yeah. Um, if it is true, it may just be a verbal, it may be something someone else threw out. Yeah, uh, they still have to go through approval inspections. This house needs a lot of work, so I don't know if they're going to get loan approval. Yeah, um, our offer is faster. There's no closing costs. There's no anything. There's no loan contingencies. No appraisal contingencies. Right. Yeah. And the truth is, look, if he wanted six fifty, maybe we okay. We're close, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we can really crunch some numbers. We can list it ourselves. We can send our contractor out. Maybe we can even see if there's an adding square footage play that we can make work. You know, yeah. I, I don't like to like, hey, I'm gonna offer you eight hundred thousand add square feet and then have no plan B and be yeah. really tight and you know deal with the city. No, you know, it's like, <laughs> but if we're at six fifty, like okay, we're getting closer here, right? 
Yeah. So you never know, Cal. I mean, he might come back to you and be like, okay, I would definitely be at seven. Yeah. And then it's almost like we're only 50 some odd thousand off. Right. So, um, anyways. Yeah. I I thought it was important that I set him a written offer just because it's something can't really, I think it might've been Joe McCall that said this, but it's like people hold on to that. Yes. I think that it's good that it's there and it's probably just, I mean, I think it'll arrive today or maybe it arrived on Saturday, but it'll sit there and it's something for him to look at every so often. Yeah. Maybe he wants to push the e- easy button. And <laughs> You've been see. listening to Tucker, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, good. Yeah, I like it. Push the easy button. It's so true. It's like Carmack. So, okay. The, the point I want to bring home, guys, is Kel has gotten some basic education. He has some basic now um, experience. We had him do some things that didn't cost any money. Now we're, then we had him do, you know, talking to realtors and stuff like that, learning how to comp properties. Now we're investing a little bit of money in him, not too much yet, but a little bit. Um, He's talking to sellers and over time we'll invest some more. But the point is, as he continues to get out there and get his hands dirty and start to make offers and start to talk to more sellers, not only is he going to be talking to new sellers that he hasn't talked to before, but he's going to be following up with people. He's going to be, um, people are going to eventually be contacting him. You know, it, it takes, it's a numbers game for sure. But over time, it's not a matter of if, but when he ends up buying a house. And if you don't hear him again in a few months, you'll know what happened. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. But really, guys, it's about getting out there, getting your hands dirty, doing the things you probably feel somewhat uncomfortable doing, and you'll be successful in this business. Okay. Um, okay, I just thought I had a little note here. There's something you kept like when you, when you send the daily reports, you kept like focusing on something that I at this point didn't think was all that important. What was that? Is it Podio? Yeah. 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 You kept talking about you're going to spend time on yeah. Podio, which is which is great. You know, Joe yeah. mentioned that. Uh, um, who? Who else? Who I else know has other people that? have. I can't remember. It would, but it's CRM. I mean, people always mention. Yeah, a CRM. Yeah. Um, it's a software. And what what was my feedback to you on that when you spent, said Wait, tomorrow I'm going to spend some time working on this? Yeah, that w- that was some good feedback. Um, so I said, yeah, I want to really nail this down because in Podio there's so many different options, and it's like. I don't know. My thought process was like, okay, well, right now I'm not getting people calling me. I could take this time and I can build this system. And then, you know, when everything increases, it'll be all ready to go. Which is most people's thought process. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and when I wrote that, you're like, okay, well, why, why do you keep bringing this up? You said in my experience, people, um, who focus on something like this, maybe, (laughs) maybe they're doing it to get out of, something they don't want it and they don't realize it they don't realize it yeah like calling on craigslist or knocking doors or whatever it might be yeah so which was good because it kind of made me take a step back and say okay you know what are my end goals what do i really need to accomplish and you know why would i want to do that so yeah i mean but basically what we ended up doing is i still looked into it but it wasn't like before where I was like, okay, well, I'm going to spend all day and I'm going to build this. Yeah, and- you kind of have an idea that it's there. It's a tool that's there. Yeah. And you can use it when we're ready. But I promise you, Kel, what you think you would have figured out for us to use 
and what you will figure out how to use it will be night and day once you have that information to actually use it. Now, in the past, I haven't been huge on CRMs because we haven't been working a lot with direct sellers. We haven't need a ton of information, a ton of follow-ups. Like I'm working with wholesalers. They kind of manage that or the agents are managing the system in their own way. I didn't need that, right? But th- that will happen in the future as you're dealing, you know, when you have like a hundred different people you're working with, okay, maybe we move from the Excel spreadsheet to uh, a CRM, right? Yeah. Um, but let, we'll let that happen. We're going to force it to happen. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Kale. I think that's about it. Is there anything else we haven't covered that you think is important for? No, there's one thing that okay. I just wanted to say. So this, because whenever I was listening to your podcast or be other podcasts, when I was like driving around trying to figure out, because I know you mentioned like some of the goals of what you wanted to accomplish in this interview. Um, and so one thing that I was always looking for um, before I started working with you, I was working another job, unrelated industry, and I was always looking for like, what can I do now? without money and I have a job. So what I would suggest is maybe doing something like what I've been doing is like looking on Craigslist or driving for dollars. You know, I think with all of the stuff I bought for driving for dollars, it was like 80 bucks for envelopes and stamps and paper, you know, so if you, I don't know, maybe like after you get off work at five o'clock on your way home, you know, drive for an hour, build a list and I don't know, just get something going. Maybe I I think that's, huge advice because they're going to get familiar with the farm area. They're going to learn how to kind of evaluate properties. They might talk to a couple sellers and really get their feet wet and then really know um, in in the future, like if they want to scale or hire somebody or quit their job eventually, uh, what to expect and how to really go from there. So that's a great way to kind of get things going. So, yeah. All right, Kel, I think, I think you have a chance. I think think there's some hope here. I hope so. So um, anyway, I'm sure you're looking forward to our next interview so I can be nice to you again. Yeah. There you go. But in the meantime, <laughs> it's 10.05 and I think you have some work to do. So I do. Just kidding. Do. <laughs> just kidding. All right, man. No, really good job. Um, keep it going. And we will be in touch shortly. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Cool. Okay. Bye. Is Kale not a stud or what? You know, I put that guy through a lot of crap, but (laughs) I only do it because I actually think he's pretty amazing and I want him to reach his full potential and I have no doubt he is going to. So, Kel, I may not say in person, but I love you. All right. You can visit the show notes at com slash episode 42, where you can review all the links, the notes, the tweets, or whatever's and leave a comment or question and we'll be happy to get back to you on that. Just a quick reminder, if you have yet to download our House Flipping Fundamentals book, uh, you can do that at housefippinghq.com. It's on the very top. Shoot your email in there, put your email in there, whatever you wanna call it, and uh, that will come directly to your inbox. And it's just a ton of great, basic knowledge that will help you in your house flipping endeavors, a free gift from us to you from the bottom of our hearts because we care. All right, guys, have a great week. Um, get out there, make some things happen. You you know what you have to do. Just time to do it. So, And with that, we bid you farewell until next week. Goodbye.
House Flipping HQ podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com. All right, you still there? Yeah. Do you want me to hang, do, you want, do you want me to hang up? No, no, you're, yeah, I'm, you, you will now. But yeah, good job, man. Thanks. It was fun. Out of the park. It's kind of yeah. hard, like to end up. You're like, okay, uh, all right. Is this like the end of the recording? Or we'll talk to you like later. later? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Cool, man. What What do you have going on right now? You got? Um. So I'm just getting some emails. I got um some from this guy that I'm trying to figure out if it's even worth looking at. Um, the one that was in um. What? I can't remember it. That's one, like Craigslist and stuff. Yeah, Craigslist stuff. I'm running the numbers. But nothing's worked out. I'm trying, yeah. trying to figure out okay. if unsubscribe or take me off your list. Because, yeah, the numbers that I was crunching so far, because there's like six of them. Yeah, I'll let you kind of decide. And I mentioned this to you at the gym. But more and more, I think we'll kind of pull away from Craigslist. Uh, yeah. Unless you feel like it's worth any time. But unless you know how you can get on there and really focus in on what is the... In- most important, most valuable, highest yeah. and best use. So, okay. Um, and then I want to go drive for dollars at least a little bit this morning in Capo Beach. Okay, cool. So, build okay. a list and mail some people out. Okay, that sounds good. We have some mailings that we're waiting to hit. Yeah, tomorrow. Okay, Dra- good. Every door direct mail is going to hit tomorrow. Okay, so then we'll we'll kind of go from there. But yeah, man, once you start getting some of those calls and you start to get a good feel, um, we're just gonna. We're going to ramp up, man. So yeah. Hope you're ready. Hope you're ready. Uh, Boom. Ready. All right. You know, I'm just going to leave this part at the end of the call anyway. So. Hey, thanks, everyone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Take some action. Behind the scenes. Yeah, All right. It. This is the real goodbye, Kel. Okay. Real goodbye. All okay. right. Okay. We'll talk to you later. Bye.